Welcome back, everybody, um, to Option Forward Podcast. I'm your boy, Drew, your host. The other half of the show, other half of the show, I'm always joined by GQ Nessel. How you doing today? I'm doing good. Oh, that's it? Well, <laughs> pretty, pre- pretty excited. You're excited, excited right yeah. now? That's yeah, we, we, we got a cool guest right now. We All got right. a really cool guest. And absolutely, ladies and gentlemen, we do. We have a treat in studio with us today. We have a triple threat. All right. She writes. She uh, produces and she is a actress. All right. And today we're going to get a little bit of insight from her. And ladies and gentlemen, please welcome uh, Miss Alyssa LeBlanc. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. All right. And uh, tell, tell, tell the listeners, the viewers, a little bit about yourself. Well, what should I, we know? What should you know? Little... That is a dangerous question. I am an actress that moved out of here. Moved out here after high school. I just always knew I wanted to be an actress. From? Seattle. Okay. And I have just found the path of going to be an actress like one of the most fulfilling things you can do in your life because it's really taught me a lot about myself. Okay. And is that something that you wanted to do early childhood or... When did you get bit by the bug? When I saw The Wizard of Oz as a play, I was like four years old. And I'm like, oh, Dorothy, that's what I'm going to do. That, that's me. <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. And how is the transition? Um, when did you come out here from, was you at Washington, right? Yeah. So how was the transition? Like, did you just pack up one day and decide like, you know what? I'm out. I'm going to go pursue this. <laughs> I knew I was going to move out here. Like, when I was still in high school, I was like, that's it. But- I'm kind of glad that I kind of just came and did it because if I knew all the stuff I was going to go through, I don't know that I would have done it. Okay. And we're going to get to that one. I said <laughs> a backpack question later on in the show. Okay. And would you, are you glad that you did this? Oh, absolutely. Could you see yourself doing anything different? No, I absolutely cannot. I think that if you want to be an actor, it's got to be the thing you really want to do because- it's so hard and competitive and you've got to deal with so much that if you have something else you're passionate about, go do that. So how do, how do you do like, like, do you ever like, well, how do you snap out of it? You know what I mean? Like from real life to like acting. I mean, isn't it kind of hard to just kind of separate those two things at some point? Like, you know what I mean? I do feel like it can drift into your life. Like when I'm working on a part or an audition that is taking me to a certain emotion. I've had things show up in my life to manifest that actual situation. And it's kind of creepy. But that's what you draw from as a, you know what I'm saying? You draw from them personal. Yeah. I'm not oh, like you that. Do. I did. Yeah. I got a little, <laughs> but a little bit background, not much. But yeah, that's what my, a lot of the, the lessons that I took and stuff like you draw from the dark moments, if it has to be that. You know yes. what I'm saying? And you put yourself in that Dark situation. Moment, that's a- yeah. Well, yeah, that's what you got to do. I mean, you're not just crying, like, just to be crying. So, wait, so you got to think of, like... You, you think, think of something. Yeah. Oh, you okay. think it's a trigger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's that's a little harsh. I, I'm over here, like, telling you guys earlier about I need tequila to, like, <laughs> get to that moment. Like, that, that's crazy. I don't so, work, too. <laughs> so, so did you ever have to do that? Like, or it was just more like, boom, I could, like get in there and then throw those tears out and just, you know, ride with it. No, I, what I used the most was my dogs dying because I'm, mm-hmm. was very close to them and they both actually passed this year, but it was a beautiful gift to love something that much that I could like pretend, Oh, my husband's dying. They're like humans. Dying. Yeah. And just, you get 
picture that in your head and that's what i would use that's a little like dark you know it's a little dark i i, I could see the dark <laughs> the way you guys not, not dark not in that but you're sad it is sad. it's sad so it brings you to that point of emotion that you need to be right? exactly what kind of dogs well i had a yorkie and a scotty and oh. now i have a yorkie again you wow you did replace them right away he was it was meant to be Okay. Oh, okay. Because, <laughs> okay. you know, some people, when they go through something like that, they don't want to do it again. They don't want to go through that True. that loss again. So how was it for you, you know what I'm saying, to, like, you know what, if, in spite of what I just went through, I'm, I'm a, I, I want to love something else that much again. Well, actually, I lost my dogs and my dad the same year. So oh, sorry to hear that. Thank you. I, I more, like, needed the other dog because... He gives me so much love that it's like I lost so much, but I needed something to fill my heart up. Like fresh, fresh start, you know. Yeah. Like, daddy's girl. I yeah. Isn't everybody or? Yeah, I would want to. I hope so. That would be dope. I mean, like, okay. So thinking about that, right? Mm-hmm. You coming out here telling from a parent, while you know, you say you hear your. You maybe hear a child say, I want to be a basketball player. I want to be an entertainer or whatever it is. And the parent may come back with, nah, you need to like be something, an uh, uh, engineer, or you need to be a lawyer or a doctor or something along those lines. So how was that conversation with your father or with your parents if you had those conversations? Like, you know what, dad, this, this is what I want to do. And what was his response? Well, my dad was a musician, so he totally understood. He understood. I was, I was super lucky. Nice. That he's like, go be an artist, you know? Wow. Yeah. That's, that's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. And what would you say, how were you first discovered? I don't know. I would say discovered. I would say I more threw myself at every opportunity until people would hire me. Okay. So, and what was, what would you say, what was your first job? My, well, I had a couple like little commercials or things that aren't that memorable, but the, the, the thing where I was like, this is a real acting job was I was on Passions. Okay. Which was like a soap opera. Oh, yeah. I, I just I, had a couple of lines, but it was like my first, like, this is a real job, you know? And how long did it take for you? You know, you're knocking on all the doors. Some yeah. of them are opening and some of them are not. What? How long did it take you to reach to that moment where you were like, you know what? It's working. And, and this is what I'm sticking with. I want to say that job. Took a couple years because when you first moved to L.A., the first year is just like, I mean, I was like 19, was just figuring out how to pay my rent and how to drive around in the city. But stuff was happening. Like I got an agent. I got a couple commercials. But I I think I just I was like, I'm just going to keep going. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. That's (laughs) nice. So I was doing a little bit of research, a little, little, little digging. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> research. A lot of research. And I, I know you have a lot of uh, some producer credits, and I don't know what a producer is. Um, so can you please explain uh, the roles and responsibilities of, of what you do yes. as a producer? As a producer, what I've done is the producer's job is to take care of, make sure all the creative things get handled from pre-production to post-production. And on bigger films, I think they have they have a lot of other people under them. But on smaller projects, it's like, we've got to find a project that we want to produce. Or a writer might come to us and say, you know, I have this idea, help me develop it. 
find the actors, find the locations, find the editor, secure financing. Just make sure that it all gets done, that everyone shows up on time, that there's food, you know, that the hair and makeup person is there. And they have a lot to say in the final look of the project. The director has a lot to say, but the producer can, you know, look over the edits and see if they like how it's being done. Do you ever find yourself in like a project where, you know, you have everything going and then, you know, when, like you said, it it needs to get stamped, like at the end of it, once you already have everything going, like, like, do you ever find yourself where it's like, no, this is not really it, you know, like, and then have to go back to the drawing board and, and just kind of, well, let me put it in a nutshell. Are you a perfectionist when it comes to your projects? <laughs> I think I am in my acting. Okay. In producing. Um, not so much. Mm. Because I think it's 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 two different sides of the brain. So sometimes you just have to get something done. So what done. do you enjoy more? Oh, acting. Acting. I like the the casting side of producing and the creative side. But if I have to call people and send emails, <laughs> it's really hard for me. That's awesome. And then how is it structured uh, financially, right? If you get a producer credit, like, is that something that you get residuals for for the rest of your life? Or do you get a percentage of the profits earned? How's, how does that work? On the bigger projects, definitely they get like a back end deal depending on how many how well the project does, they get points. The stuff I worked out was more web series and okay. short films. So we didn't have that. I think a lot of web series now will have that if they are sponsored by a like a Netflix or okay. a bigger company. Nice, nice. And are would you suggest someone Go behind the scenes or in front of the camera if you had to choose. As far as, look, this is what I want to do for a career. What has the longevity? I think you have to do what makes your heart sing because both jobs are hard. Oh, you took the political answer. You got to pick one. <laughs> That's, I would rather be an actor, even though I don't think it's as, I think production is more stable and you have more control. So if you're like needing to like, I got to pay my rent on the first. What I'm doing? You're producing. You're producing. And you you better like it. (laughs) (laughs) What would you say uh, in all your experience? And and not, I'm not saying, oh, man, this. All right. I don't want to come off wrong. And I'm not. But come off wrong. You are, you are (laughs) a a woman, a Uh strong woman, right? And in in an entertainment industry, uh, compare and contrast. Are you seeing more opportunities for the males who are less talented than you, or are you starting to see that gap kind of close with all the attention that we've been placing on, like inclusiveness and, and inequality for all? Do you feel like it's kind of still lopsided as far as the opportunities for a male and a female? I think right now the industry is so trying to be inclusive that they're going very far in each direction, which is good. Like you're seeing so much more stuff with females or um, I am, I am mixed, but like people of color, I, I wouldn't put myself in that category of like projects that are getting made because I think they're almost trying to make up for what has been going on. Mm. But I don't know. I I wouldn't say that it's like evened out yet, but I definitely think the industry is paying attention. Paying attention and trying, even if they're not totally doing it right, they are trying. 
Nice. So what are what are some like things that you've learned obviously throughout your career and obviously you've had, you know, popping shows, you know, some of them happen to be our favorite ones. Right, right. right. Um but how is it that, you know, you managed to navigate through those choppy waters and just, you know, kind of I mean, because you said you, you came out here at 19, right? Yeah. So how, how did you do that? Like, what, what was it that really, like, pushed you forward to 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 kind of, um, you know, you obviously you said, hey, I, I, I went to every project. I, 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 you know, I took several swings until somebody opened the door. So what was it that kind of, um, aside from you getting to your objective, but what was it that kind of kept you going? I just felt that that was the dream I always had in my heart. And I'm really inspired by people that go after what they want, no matter how hard it is. And there was a period when I was getting really good auditions and meeting with really good agents. And I it wasn't quite clicking like something. I was almost there and it was really frustrating. And I went home for three months. Mm. And the day I drove to Seattle, I got there and I thought, I would rather be struggling going after my dream mm. every single day than be in complacency and be comfortable. I stayed three months. I like moved back and that was it. Never looked back. I was like, never again. That's pretty awesome. So I would think someone in, in your position has a, a good support team. So what? who is the person, you when you're having a bad day, a down day, who are you calling? Who are you venting to? And how important? Well, let's just start with that. Who are you calling? My mom. Your mom. That's yeah. And does she make everything peaceful? She just she just loves me. Like she's not my dad was a musician. My mom is not in the creative field, but she just wants me to be happy. And so even when she sees me struggling, she might not totally understand what I'm doing, but she just always makes me feel better. Okay, and how important do you think being in the in the line of work that you are is it to have that team, that backing, someone or a multiple? You know, do you think that you feel like that's a necessity? Yes, I think that the people around you are going to either help you keep going or they're going to help you stop and just kind of rest and tell yourself that you're working as hard as you can. So what motivates you? I think what motivates me is I have really big goals and I don't know that I'm ever going to get there. But the fact that they are big, just every time I get a little closer, I'm like, yeah, okay. Do you got like a vision board or anything like that? I'm totally into that stuff. Yeah? And I've manifested stuff on the vision board, so. That's pretty awesome. So like she was, you know, she mentioned earlier that, you know, you you don't like to drink anymore, right? So obviously, you know. I think it had a lot to do with, you know, the things that we were talking about that, you know, going through certain stages in life that you're like, at some point, you know what, I'm just going to hop over that line and, you know, change my life and and have that natural high. So can you talk to us about that? Because I think that's something that um, everybody wants to hear uh, as far as transitioning. I mean, I know I do, you know, I'm over here like trying to figure out like, so how'd you quit again? You know, so. Yeah. So there is a period where I was, this is LA, I was partying all the time. And that I think was messing up. Do you, can you guys cuss on here? Yeah. yeah, That was really fucking up a lot of my opportunities (laughs) when I was having these good auditions, I might be hungover and I didn't think it was a big deal. And, you know, I kept getting the message that I should stop drinking. 
And it wasn't until I was telling you I did a number of ayahuasca ceremonies and really started to heal what was causing me to drink, because it's not just having a glass of wine. There's, I mean, sometimes it is, but there's something that is making you need to escape. And I got really into meditation, breath work. I'm really into working out. And I just started to, the more I healed myself, the more when I would drink, I would feel really shitty. And I could feel my soul kind of leaving my body. And I think it's just, I think people just, when you're ready for it, you're aware of it. And then you're like, wow, I feel so much better not doing it. That's pretty awesome. I mean, I, 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 like we were talking about it and then like, like two minutes later, I went to the kitchen and like put myself a a shot. I mean, it's crazy because I just think that, um, you know, I don't personally think I'm an alcoholic. I mean, which I think everybody says that, but I just think that it's not necessarily about quitting is the bad part. It's just being comfortable with yourself doing that. If if that makes any sense, like being comfortable, like not drinking, being comfortable, being in, you know, obviously in an environment you're in LA and, you know, are you going to be okay being sober at the club or, or stuff like that? And to me, that's my, uh, I want to say my demons that I'm dealing with. So like, you know, Awayaska, I told him, I, I actually told him about that. Like we, I, well, I told him we got to do it, but he was like, no, you go first, but <laughs> I got to do it, much, yeah. you know? Um, because you know, that's, that's really, especially for like a person like yourself, you know, that, you know, you, you've basically seen it all. I mean, <laughs> like, and, and I was telling her like, so how does the whole Awayaska thing, like, Give us a little bit of that. Like, I think I think I want to know <laughs> for sure. It is the ride of your lifetime. You sit in ceremony. Uh, the shamans do some sort of clearing to get the energy right. You drink this disgusting tea. It is the most disgusting thing. Please forgive me, Mother Ayahuasca. You're lovely. It's horrible. <laughs> and then you sit there for like 30 minutes. And then everyone's experience is different, but you usually throw up. And you're, you close your eyes and you start to see shapes or colors. Um, you remember things from your past. You can feel emotions in your body. I felt the little doctors, they call them, working on my heart chakra. Uh, it's like six hours of just six, hours. six. It can be eight hours. And if you take three cups, it, once I had like a 12-hour trip. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was at my house making a sandwich. And then I was there and I was like, you're supposed to be in ceremony. Why are you like, I've like teleported. And so I had to come back, but the, the benefits that it has done for my soul. is just, and you say every time it covers a different angle. Yeah. Like sometimes you go in with an intention. Like when I was really depressed, I was like, help me see why I'm depressed. And then sometimes I'll go in with an intention. It'll be like, remember what happened to you when you were seven? And I'm like, no. And it's like, well, you haven't dealt with it yet. And then you deal with it. Mm. in the ceremony do, do you do the whole um what is it like those those crystals and all that i mean are you a b- big fan on that like the whole i i like crystals okay i i don't i'm i know they have healing powers they're not my top thing but i, I mean i have some so what are your top things that you do uh, aside from that that um awayaska to that that are helpful through this whole journey of yours Yeah, meditation is a must for me. Working out is a must. And lately I've been getting into breath work. I saw the person you just interviewed, the yoga girl. She was in the breath work, right? Yeah. That has actually been like 
a mini ayahuasca ceremony for me really? because sometimes you're breathing so much I, you can see colors and feel things leave your body. I heard that you could actually put it like in certain like, okay, I'm depressed or um, I just broke up or like certain uh, different moods. Is, is, did, did that apply? Like you were like, hey, I need this for this. I mean, how, how did that work or how does it work? Like the, basically like the, se- the sessions can be tailored to what you're personally going through. Yeah. The way I've done it is I come in with an intention, like I need to release this loneliness or if I just broke up with somebody or sometimes I'm like, just release whatever is blocking me. And then I had stuff come up like again from my childhood that I didn't know was upsetting me. So I think having an intention is important. So it goes pretty deep, right? Yeah. I mean, you're like, you think you're just breathing, but like I was like seeing colors. And again, I left my body at one point and I, I came back in my body and I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I couldn't remember who I was. So who introduced you to it? I am taking this manifestation course by okay. this girl, Catherine Zenkina, and she has some breathwork sessions in there. Mm. That's pretty cool. That's that, pretty good. This is like so interesting. I don't even want hey, to say yeah, you know? else. I just want to listen and learn. So out of all the uh, out of all the experiences that you've had, I'm pretty sure it's more yeses than no's. I mean more no's than yeses. Um, is all of your prep work and the things like you're doing, like the breath work and the meditation and the working out, does that create this mental toughness um, to get you through your day to day? Or is there anything else that we should know? Like, <laughs> Yes, that and like listening to inspirational stuff, like, you know, podcasts and stuff, because you got to pump yourself up and it's good to see people that you are inspired by that they had days like this. And also, I think it's really important, people don't do this enough, is to look at where you came from. Because I think we want to get, like, we want to be the Oscar winner. And we're like, hey, I've done some really cool stuff. Right. But we kind of just see the one thing that, the final goal to say. And I think it's important for people to, like, take account of how far they've come. So would you say you're your toughest critic? I hope so because I'm pretty tough. I hope yeah. it was as tough on me as I'm. Yeah, I definitely am. And has that like kind of prevented you from pursuing things or? It doesn't prevent me from pursuing things. It just sometimes stuff isn't as fun as it could be. Like, I think some of the stuff I produced, I could have had more fun, but maybe it was a perfectionism thing. It was just like, well, this isn't, you know, this isn't it. This isn't it. And it's like, but that's on the way to it. And then I look back. And like the worst day on set is better than any other day. The way I, it because is what makes you happy. Exactly. That's dope. So in, in thinking about that, right? So you said, wait a minute, and you reflect. I've done some cool stuff. Yeah. And you being involved and in, and in, in intertwined in the entertainment industry. What is your definition of success? My definition of success is doing what you want, when you want, with who you want. Mm-hmm. And why? Because I think, I guess, freedom is success to me. Like, being able to be creative and being able to have enough money to pursue your dreams. Like, we're very lucky in the United States. And I I forget that sometimes. It's like, we want to, oh, I don't have my own TV show yet. But it's like, yeah, but you're pursuing your dreams. You're making a living. You know, it's amazing. 
Yeah, that's that's so, honestly, I think so that that that, that just, yeah, sorry like if it seems like I'm 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 here with you. I'm just oh, I'm glad. I'm just motivated by what. Like like it, like, do you think that it had a lot to do because of um all the self healing that you did that makes you think this way, or this is something? This is a train of thought that you always felt like since I, day one. I think it's the self healing. Like uh, since day one, I was like, I'm gonna get what I'm gonna get. But I also realized that being on this path. When stuff was hard, if it was easier, I wouldn't have gone on the self-peeling path. And that actually is better than any of the best jobs that I've booked. So talking about uh, really good jobs, uh, <laughs> I was telling her about Shameless, you know, how I'm like a huge fan about that. And she was telling me she she uh, didn't see the last episode and he didn't see it either. No, right. And um, I was like, like. What happened? Like, and then elaborate, like, you know, as far as you, um, the whole shameless project. Cause I mean, obviously that's, a, it was a pretty dope, uh, project that oh, you had. What, what the, happened? The, the, no, the, the whole you not watching the end of it. Oh, well, I, yeah, I was on it. And then I watched another season. And then I also think if I'm on something, I'm not on it anymore. I'm like, I don't want to watch You're this show, this even though it's a great show. You're like skip it, skip it. I know you're like this. Just reminds me that these people are on it every day. No. So you mentioned earlier, like when we were talking before we started, is uh, you're into writing. Yeah. So what are you working on, or what type of stuff? If if I'm like, you know what, Alyssa must put her stamp on that. What what would it be, or is it different? Is is what I'm working on different? Yeah. I'm working on writing a web, a couple web series right now, but it's funny because I'll go down one path and then I'll be running and it'll be like, no, you're going to write this now. So I feel like my creative process is doing a couple things at once and then honing down and focusing on what it is. But I think my voice has changed. The stuff that I used to write about was more like LA party scene and, you know, more fluffy. And now that I've changed, what I want to write about has changed. So, so what are the what, what type what, of vibes? Yeah, what are we, what are we writing about? Well, uh, more like trying to write something comedic, but that's spiritual. Okay. So that's like a weird line that I'm trying to find how to make it come out the way it so that it's funny and it's also deep. Okay. So I in 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 doing your writing, right? So let's. I need you to describe the vibe that you're feeling. Because, like, sometimes you may be driving down the street, see something, run across something, and you're like, oh, it just it just triggers. It hits. And you're like, you know what? When I get home, I'm about to write this down. Right? So what puts you in that vibe to to write? What do you need? you need candles? We need Luther oh. Vandross playing in the back. <laughs> Sage, budget. you know? Like, what are we doing? Back in the day, it would be Tupac and a bottle of wine. But Okay. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah. No, I think for me, like, I'll get really good ideas when I'm exercising a lot of the time and I'll have to, like, pull up my phone and text myself while I'm running. But then it's weird because I think this resistance comes up where I come home and I want to write and then it doesn't want to come out. So for me, it's scheduling the time. And even if I write for half an hour, an hour, and it seems like it's crap, it's getting me closer because there's so many good ideas. And I feel like we get stuck as creative people as like, it's like this fear or something. So just making yourself do it. So like, do you ever, do you ever find yourself? Cause I mean, right now you just said you want to do something spiritual, but, but at the same time, funny, right? Yeah. But we're in LA and obviously, 
there's certain um, types of, uh, let's just say, um, certain types of things that sell more than what, you know, a spiritual or funny thing would do. Like, do you ever find yourself like, oh, I'm going against the current, like maybe I should just adapt to what's going on or I'm going to make this work? That's so true. What you just said, actually a web series that I worked on and produced and we got some people that were going to fund us with like, you know, a good amount. And the group kind of fell apart because the egos were too much like this is our baby. And then now it's nowhere. And I'm like, if we had just sometimes you got to just take the money and say, you know what, it'll be seen if we do this. And it wasn't. So that was kind of sad. If we were doing something else instead, that would be fine. But uh I, I do find that sometimes the stuff I'm writing, I'm like, is it? It's, is it going to sell? Yeah. But then the where where I'm at right now is more, I also think when people are more authentic, people react to that too, because they can feel that truth. Mm, because it was, it's what matters to you. Exactly. Dang, that's not. So are you using the, um, uh, forgive me if I, I pronounce it, the Blake Snyder's beat sheet? Or like, how do you format? You heard of Blake Snyder? No. no. It's like a way that you're supposed to write your oh, scripts. Oh, the Save the Cat guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. I have read that book and some others. And that, I feel like, makes me less creative. I think it's always in the back of my head, like, a lot of the rules he has. So maybe it's in there. But when I have, like, a way that it has to go, it messes me up. So there's no format. you just going. I just go and then I'll look back and... Or have a friend look at it. I've I've written with a lot of other people too, so I think we can kind of gauge like this makes sense or this is flowing. So how does that? What does that look like? So when you're collaborating with someone and you're, you're are we all at the same table? Are we on a a Skype call? Like like I'm gonna write something and then I'm gonna send it to you. How, what does that look like? That's mostly how I've written. One of the scripts I wrote with a good friend of mine. We would write different scenes. And then when we got together, they actually fit. It was like there was something telepathic going on. Seriously. It was that was probably the best thing I've written. And we need to get that made. But um, it was it just gelled. So I think you just got to find people that you vibe with. Nice. So uh, how do you how do you deal with the whole craziness of L.A. and being a woman? And, this, and especially being in this industry, like, what what is it that you do there? Like, what, what would you recommend women that want to be in this industry? Do you mean, like, the Me Too stuff? Um, that, that and all the other <laughs> crazy, all the other, all the other crazy stuff in there? Well, I've definitely been through some crazy stuff that I wouldn't wish on anyone else. But I also kind of feel like you don't learn unless sometimes you have to go through stuff to know like, Hey, I should have read that person's energy or I should have felt because you can feel people's intentions, but we lie to ourselves a lot of the time. And it is, you know, it can be disappointing when you think something's going to go a certain way. And LA is crazy, but I love it. Yeah. I just love Los Angeles. (laughs) So what what would, what what would advice you you would give all the women that want to, you know, basically be in this entertainment industry like nowadays i would say know your worth and a lot of times men will say you know i'm gonna help you with this and whatever and maybe they could if you did something and i'm not judging anyone that that's the path that they take but i think you also have to know that if you continue to work on what you want to work on when if you're good enough you will get somewhere and it might take longer than like sleeping with someone or whatever 
but know your worth and don't don't let people bully you. Just don't settle for less. No, and just know that women are powerful and you have amazing energy. And that's why maybe the people are around you because they sense something about you that's special and know that. So bam, that brings me to my question, the backpack question, right? Door to explore, right? <laughs> right? You're coming to LA. Out of all the things that you've experienced, what tools are you putting in your backpack to get you through the day? What would you put in your bag? If you were if you were prepping everything that you know now. Yeah. Versus what you knew from Seattle, from Washington. You coming out here. How do you prep? Was you in your like- backpack? Mental tools? Whatever. You tell me. What you putting in that backpack? Okay. I'm putting meditation. I'm putting exercise, healthy food, people that have my back, my dog, inspirational stuff to listen to, and those things that horses wear. So So you can be tunnel vision. Yes. Because I think that that happens a lot out here. That happened to me was like, oh, look over here. Right. So that would be. Easily to be distracted? Very easy. The city is all about distractions. So what keeps you focused? Well, I think I fall off sometimes. And then when I fall too far. That's when mama come in? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's when my spirit guides are like, hey. Okay. Like you kind of feel it. You're like, why am I all the way over here? And like your higher self is kind of like, what did you come out here for? Is there anything that that you would do different? Like, you know, I would I want to say there's so many things that like now if I known then, but then I wouldn't have all the tools I have. I wouldn't be the person I am. And I don't think I'd have such an appreciation for life that I do. Mm-hmm. So what is happiness to you? When you say happiness, I just think of that warm feeling when I think about my dog. I guess that's love. I think happiness is just like being your yourself and feeling loved and accepted and being around people that you can be yourself with. Mm-hmm. Being comfortable in your own skin. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So what what would you say is commonly what people get wrong about you? The- From the outside looking in. I don't even know you. I ain't never ha- tried to have a conversation with you, but you just look like. I think people think I look stereotypical LA and stupid, you know, <laughs> long hair, big boobs, like whatever, high heels. I think people, and the way that I think I talk a little, I think sometimes people think I'm ditzy, <laughs> which I can play that in a role all day long. I get that a lot or cause I I've gotten like a certain type of roles, which is fine. And I think it just has to do with my energy. And I also think that people think that I'm crazy. <laughs> why, why would they think you guys that? probably think that after our prior conversation. No, I, I don't. I'm why just kidding. Say, no, no, I'm just very passionate and emotional and the whole spiritual side. I see. I've had so many weird experiences that I don't think, Everyone's had, so their reality is different than mine. Can, can, can you, like, tell us about one weird one? Yeah, so, like I told you, prior to ayahuasca, I, my ex-boyfriend at the time was trying to get me to go do ayahuasca because he knew I was depressed, and I couldn't get off the couch. He went to a ceremony and saw a demon on me, 
And he saw me in the place that I was depressed because I couldn't get off the couch, basically. But you were still at home? I was at home. And he saw this. So it's like you could think that's in his consciousness or whatever. And then when I went and did it, I saw the same thing. And in doing some other hypnotism, metaphysical work, I saw that I had a bunch of demons that were like sucking my energy. And since I've gotten rid of them, I'm a lot happier. Now, what was your thoughts like when you were sober and you're like, holy shit, these these demons, like, do you think it was just a combination of like your whole like, like, you know, your past or your future or what What do you think it was like? Maybe demons is the wrong word. I think it's more that now sounds strong hearing you say it. energetic vampires. I think there is other energies around us that need to feed off of our energy. And when we're in a lower mm. vibration on alcohol and drugs. So, so you, in a sense, you were saying like your your energy wasn't flowing, like yeah, and that's why I think stuff wasn't working out when I had a period where it was just like very bad because I wasn't fully in my body. Do you think that that's what LA did to you, or that was just something that life basically just you know it's just something that happened that was just written in your in your uh, life story, you could say, you know, mm-hmm. like. A little too deep? No, that's I love that. Well, I think that we do choose to have things happen. If that hadn't happened, I would not have started to wake up. So it probably was written in my story, but it was also of me being distracted and drinking too much and partying too much and letting my aura be open. Were any of those parties good or anything? They're cracking. They were good at the time, but you know, the next morning when you wake up and it's like 10 a.m. and the and it's light and you're going home, you're like, what am I doing? Like, are they worth it, though? Like, I mean, there was some I went to there's some cool Hollywood you, you parties. You want to elaborate on one, on one specific I mean, one that was like, that was it. There's one. I don't want to say who it was. He's a really, really big director and he has an amazing house. And it was Fourth of July or one of those holidays. And a bunch of us were there. The weirdest thing was this guy is sober. Like you walk into his house and there's a huge AA book. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And he's sober, but everyone else is flying off the wall. We're having a good time. But the next day, I was like, that was so weird. But it was really fun just being around. Also, being around people that are that successful kind of feeds me. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's funny that you say that, right? So I like to watch a lot of HGTV and then a lot of them real estate shows. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people, and I don't want to drop dimes, but like, why are you watching that? You know what I'm saying? And for me... Uh, when I see things like that, when people, like you said, being around successful people is kind of like motivating. And it's not that I want what you have, but it's like, dude, you did that. So that means I can probably do it too. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. that's possible. Like, exactly. That's like so possible. So I like, I know you find that motivation. Is there an experience where you've maybe like, maybe when you were shadowing someone as a producer and you were just like, dang, they are doing it. Like, Anybody stick out in your head and was like, yo, I like the way they do things. Uh, Look, that's motivating. Yeah. Well, one of the projects I worked on, one of the girls from High School Musical, I can't remember her name now, but 
um, she was the biggest person on the project. And it was just really cool to see the way she had her team together and the way she was so professional and just this confidence level, I think because she's like had a lot of success and uh, just someone just being so confident in their own skin and also kind of not letting, I mean, sometimes you need a, a director to tell you how to do it, but just being like, this is the way I'm doing it. I'm awesome. I'm like, I want to be like that. Nice. Nice. Do you, when we, we, we was just talking about auras and stuff yeah. like that, right? Do you see colors? I only when I'm on plant medicine. Okay. And plant medicine is? Uh, ayahuasca or mushrooms. Mushrooms. Or is the real thing. It actually is. Well, no, I had, cause I had somebody. Okay. So this is the stuff, what happened to me. Right. So I, I'm talking to an individual, uh, one of my neighbors and I was like, bro, bro, stand over there against that wall. And I'm just like, all right, cool. And he's like, dude, I, I see your colors, man. And I'm like, bro, get out of here. I've never heard anything like this before in my life. You know what I'm saying? So this is all new to me. You know, this oh. other, like, yeah. So you guys are talking about this. This is new to me. So I'm, that's why I'm like, like, really? Really? You experienced that? So he's like, man, I see your colors. And he was like, have you ever noticed that some people, say, for instance, they're depressed. Mm-hmm. They come to you. They come to you because you're energetic, you're positive, right? And they're not coming to you to drain your energy purposely, but because they need to recharge. They've been depleted. They're going to, they have to find a source. And then after you have this conversation with them, have you ever, he was like, have you ever felt like now you're down? Now your energy is drained? And I'm like, yeah, that kind of happens kind of often. You know, and he was like, that's why, man, it's your aura, bro. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. So I've been asking people like, look, I was like, you know, babe, hey, I'm going to stand against this wall. Can you see my colors? She's (laughs) like, no, I can't see your colors. And so it's interesting that you say that. So, I mean, and talking about that, is that something that you like you say when you're when you're on plant medicine and stuff like that? How does it feel? What do you see? Uh, well, first, I want to say that there are people that can see auras. I'm just not one of them. So okay. I like totally heard of that. Um, a lot of times you just like, oh, everything's brighter. The trees are more beautiful. You're happier. Food tastes amazing. Ayahuasca is a different thing because you're kind of more in your subconscious. It can be very scary. Like I've seen the devil before. But on like mushrooms, it's more just like like cartoony. And I wonder if that's how the world actually looks because we have DMT in our brain, but there's something like blocking it. So it's like, maybe that is really how stuff looks. looks and you do have really high energy. So I can see why people would try to drain you. No, don't, don't do that. <laughs> you just got to protect yourself. It's all good. So, so how do you do that? Well, I think definitely the more you meditate, I also do tapping EFT. Have you heard of that? I've heard of it. Can you explain? Yeah, it's where it's like these meridians on your body that uh, that it's like where the acupuncture points are. And so if you're feeling down or something, you tap and say, like, even though I feel like shit today, I love and accept myself. And you kind of go through these phrases and it clears up the energy in your body. And if you've been around, you know, in a dark space, you can clear that out of you. Pretty cool. It's like so amazing. Hey, it, it's a real thing. Like, um, I mean, people always say that I have a positive aura, and and I and I and I didn't really believe them until I started realize like a lot of babies like me. They they look yeah. at me like if I'm like Walt Disney. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, they're ready to just like, you know what I mean? And, and it's like a random baby, and I'm like, shoot, like go away. You know, like I mean, I don't say go away, but <laughs> but it's just kind of weird. Like, you know, I'm not holding a random baby. That's just weird. <laughs> 
But it's true because they they're so like genuine and they see the positive in people. And I think that that's like something that I was like, you know what? You're right. And then I'm like, I'm kind of a jerk. So I was like, I don't know how they what they see, but okay, like I'll run with that. Like it's a real thing. But I think people are like jerks. People was like, oh man, you're an a-hole or you're a jerk. I think that's just a way of protecting yourself. Because mm-hmm. when I when I give myself to you or when I say like I got your back, like I really got your back. So like when you turn your back on me, like that really hurts. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, nah. I got to come off like, yo, you got to approach me with caution. But in the end, like if I'm on your team, like there's no other person better to have on your team but me. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's why people are come off that way. You know what I'm saying? You just got to give them a chance. Just talk to them. You know what I'm saying? How that that conversation. And that's all it takes. You know, just opening up. And and, uh, oftentimes when we open up, it seems maybe like as a sign of weakness because I'm I'm put myself on the table, you know what I'm saying? These are things that I don't tell anyone and can I trust you with these things? Mm. So I think that's what it is. It's not necessarily this guy's a jerk. This guy's not a jerk. Like this is the most loving person I've ever met, but he, misunderstood. He, he, can, misunderstood. Yeah, he, he means well, you know, and, but you was, you can but he says the same thing about me, but I think it's just cause I'm, uh, I, I'm a cancer, so I'm, I'm very, sensitive. I'm very, I'm very. Yeah, I don't say sensitive. Don't say sensitive. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm, a, I'm emotional. <laughs> I'm emotionally what, what's attached. Your I'm a Libra, but my Ooh. mom's a cancer. So oh, okay. Oh, so, Libra. so then you know. Yeah, yeah. Me and your mom probably we can get along. Totally. Are, are you a little undecisive? What um, like, I don't know. Um, a little bit. Totally. Okay. <laughs> You didn't catch that? That's what she said. <laughs> All right. I was like, wait. <laughs> okay, so when when are you at your best? Um like I, I sent you that I sent you that question, right? So when are you like, you know what, girl, you you killing it today. What it paint that perfect day. You know what? I had that feeling today after I read your questions. Cause I had looked over them and this morning I had meditated, I had tapped. I was getting ready to go for a run. I'd listened to a motivational podcast and I was prepping for this and, and having that in my awareness, then I went for a run and I was like flying. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be on a podcast and 19 year old me would be so proud of me. And just like thinking about the little kid inside you that, that would be so excited if you were to go back 20 years and be like, Hey, look, look at you where you are now. And that just makes me feel like really happy. Dope. So Thinking about that, do you um, believe in like positive affirmations? Obviously, you do. I know that's a crazy question, but I just wanted to lead into that. Is there one that you tell yourself every morning or quotes that you say to yourself? What are we doing? Or if anything? I, I do believe in affirmations, but I think why they don't work for everybody is you have to get rid of the subconscious stuff underneath you that's holding you back. So I do, you know, like... I high five myself in the mirror, this Mel Robbins thing every morning, but I think it's more important to, if I look in the mirror and don't feel good, uh, remove what's making me feel bad first before then putting a bandaid, which an affirmation could be over it. If you don't fully believe it, it's not going to work. You got to get rid of the junk first. That makes sense. So speaking of that, like you said you had a vision board. What do we have in the vision board? I don't have one up currently, but what's crazy is when I was on Californication, I had put a picture of a, what are those little things? A trailer with my name and then some other me in a magazine and like some other thing. And 
it wasn't, I was looking back later, like six months later, and I was like, oh, I was in this trailer and I was in this magazine. I don't think I had said what magazine it was, but, and something else had happened. So speaking it into existence. Or what, is that really a vision board? Like, I, because I think you can do that. I yeah, think your words have power. Totally. So, but is that, is that the same thing? If I'm putting it on a vision board, am I speaking well, you're it? Putting, you're, you're putting, putting it out, that energy, you, yeah, energy you're putting into it out the to the universe, you know? I mean, I think that's uh, we, the whole vision board. It, like I said, it, I mean, sometimes it's, it, it seems a little silly for other people, but it works because you're actually saying, I will do this. You know, you're seeing yourself in there. You're you're the secret. You know, if anybody has, have you seen that this? started me on my whole path? <laughs> oh, well, there you yeah. go. The secret. I mean, it's it's a powerful um, low production movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? That somehow. You know, um, some dude in, you know, the, the the film looks like you're in 1970s. And, and for some reason, you're you're relating to them in so many ways. And that's kind of one of the things I was telling her earlier is that everybody, like us as humans, we're all relatable, you know, in some in so many ways that um, sometimes um, that's the only reason why I, I feel like there's so much hate and all these other negative stuff, like when we should be loving each other, you know? You know, like, I think sometimes um, we're so caught up in our own toxic, you know, thoughts and whatever you want to call it that um, we miss the bigger picture. Because, I mean, you know, we're not going to live forever. You know, I think sometimes we have to uh, um, focus on what matters the most and nothing better than love. Right. So if you're leaving, if you're leaving your mark on the world, like he said, right, we're. We're only here for a short moment, yeah. You know, in this thing we call life. If you're leaving your mark on the world, are you leaving it as an actress or maybe one of your productions or one of your projects? What would you hold more as far as value? Acting is so important to me. Like it's been my dream. So that is my. That's it. But I would like to produce or write something that had a positive effect too. But that would be second. That second. Yeah. And I'm not messing up. Am I supposed to say actress or is everybody actors now? I, cause you know, I don't know. I don't want nobody coming at me. I, I'm I'm learning. I, I, I don't know. I call myself an actor. If I'm wrong, don't come for me. Like, no, you're not wrong. You, you couldn't be wrong. All right. Hypothetical question. Yes. Here we go. Eight hour flight on a plane. You got a two year old baby crying Ooh. for about two hours, right? He's Parents. Sitting there as if he's muted. <laughs> he's muted to the parents, but he's not muted to anyone else. All right. He she little Megan, little Tommy. Right. <laughs> Are you going to make eye contact with the parents and say, hey, can you do something with your kid? Shut that baby up. Shut that baby up. <laughs> or you popping in the earbuds, zoning out. This actually happened to me a couple months ago on the way to Miami. And I made eye contact with the dad. He was alone. And I smiled because I think he just didn't know what to do. And it was really sad. And then I put in my earbuds and But the smile, it was a signal to him knowing like, hey. No, 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 no. It was like, I feel so sorry for you. It was like, uh, you could tell that he had gotten to the point where he couldn't do anything else. So I think he, he wasn't totally acting like nothing was happening. But it was more like, oh, my God, we've all been that baby. Like, it was a smile of, like, I wish I could help you. But I can't. But I can't. So. And I'm about to pop in these yeah. your problem. <laughs> Playlist. Yeah. What you listening to on that flight? Uh, 
on a flight, I like relaxing music. I really like Nako and the Medicine for the People. Do you mm. know? I don't, but I can. Oh, so you got to put me on game. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like just my favorite music. Okay, getting up in the morning. What you listening to? I like some Tupac in the morning. That gets me going and motivated. Which album? What are we talking about? Oh, or what song? God, there's so many. Um, me against the world. Me against the world. Yeah, cause yeah, hit him up is really good if I need to get a workout in, and you know, to live and die in LA when I'm going to an audition. <laughs> dope, dope. So, what would you say out of all the experiences that you had? Obviously, there's been you know good, great times. Like you're just winning. And then there are some where they didn't work out the way you wanted them to. Um, what experience can you say has stood out to you where you were like, you know what? I got through this and there's probably not anything else you can throw at me that I can't get through. Besides going home for a couple months, um, last year I was up for this movie that I really wanted, got like final callbacks. It was my birthday weekend. And they don't usually call you when you don't get the part. So they called me. And I was like, oh, my God, it was my it was my birthday. And I and I listened to the message and it was like, we just want to say you were really great. But like we went a different way. And it was like I was going out to like I cried for like 20 minutes because I think also seeing the number and, you know, your birthday right. and maybe it was last year, two years at COVID times. It just was like. But then I kind of was like. You got to get through that hard disappointment and be, even though it's like, well, why didn't I get it? And blah, blah, blah. I was so close and just, what I, what am I going to do? Go home? You know, just keep going, I guess. Nice. It's like. That's pretty deep. That is deep. I should write that down. Yeah, Yeah. that is pretty good. Hey, well, um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've come to the end of our show, but we always would like to thank you for tuning in. Um, please subscribe and and show support. But what I like to do um, at the end of every show, I open up the uh, the microphone table to our guests and to our co-hosts. But today, we're going to change it up. We're going to start out with Miss Alyssa LeBlanc. Is there anything you would like to share and leave with our, our listeners and our viewers? Parting words. I, this was... Not the direction I thought it was going to go. And it was so amazing. You guys have such great energy. And I feel like you're putting the goodness out in the world. So thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for being here. GQ Nesto. Um, Awayaska. That's the thing. We got to <laughs> we gotta start, um, you know, because think about it. Like, you can go and, um, you know, take all these uh, medicine that, you know, like, uh, what is it, Lexapro, all these other, like, you know, meds that are supposed to keep you sane, right? And they're only making you more crazy. So sometimes we got to take it back to the whole natural and holistic way. And um, not if see, I want to see no devils on my shoulder. I mean, you're just going to see them for a little bit. Yeah, just, just a little bit, you know, and then later on, like that devil that is probably following you every day, you know, it's no longer going to be there. But no. Uh, on a serious note, I think it's it's important to be open to those things because uh, so many people are are dying from um, regular meds. So why not try and you know meet the devil and you know conquer it and and move forward, right? I got you, bro.
we we there. <laughs> and what I would have to say is um, draw, um, get your inspiration from right from what is right in front of you. And I would truly have to say that today, meeting you and this and in this experience, um, you are an inspiration to me. Um, sure. So I definitely appreciate that. And in, in, in inspirations, you try to draw from what is relatable to you, you know, and I think that's all around us, you know. So those days where you're feeling like you can't do it, uh, trust me, someone else is in the same boat, in the same shoes. But if they can do it, you can, too. But I'm your boy, Drew. This is Option 4 Podcast. We see you guys next time. Peace. <laughs>